In your Bibles this morning, John chapter number 21, John chapter number 21, we'll begin our reading in verse number 15, read through the end of the chapter and through the end of the book. John chapter number 21, beginning in verse number 15, if you remember, Jesus has, ascend, has risen from the dead, he's appeared to his disciples, and he's appeared again. This time, the disciples, a group of disciples, have gone fishing, and Jesus has prepared a meal for them on the beach. He has encouraged them to cast their nets once again on the other side and gave them a great drought of fishes, a great uh, haul, a great bunch of fish, 153 to be exact. And now Jesus is going to have a public discourse with Peter and a famous one. The Bible says in verse 15 of John chapter 21, So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple, whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? That John, verse 21. Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? Jesus saith unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Then went this saying abroad among the brethren, that that disciple should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him, He shall not die, but if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? This is the disciple which testifies of these things and wrote these things, and we know that the, his testimony is true. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written, everyone, I suppose, that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. Will you look with me in verse 15? In verse 15, the Bible says, When they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. Two more times, Jesus looks at Simon Peter and says, do you love me? Do you love me? Simon, do you love me? And Peter 
accurately and wisely responds, Lord, you know everything and you know that I love you. And the question we need to ask as we study this passage of Scripture, I believe, is pretty obvious. The same question that Jesus asked Peter three times. Do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? And some interesting things in this passage of Scripture in regards to this. I believe that it would be God's desire for you to love Jesus. I want to love Jesus. And quite frankly, when I talk to people out and about and outside of the walls of this church, and you ask questions like, do you love Jesus? The answer almost exclusively is yes. Yes, I love Jesus. But I want you to know that if you truly love Jesus, there will be some evidences. There will be some proofs. There will be some things that show up in your life that say this person loves Jesus. There will be evidences in your life that show up that say I indeed do love Jesus. Do you love Jesus? That was what Jesus was asking Peter at this moment. Do you love Jesus? We'll jump right into the text. The Bible says in verse 15, So when they had dined, you remember what happened? Uh, Jesus had called the disciples in from the, the water. Uh, Peter had said, I think I'm going to go fishing. I believe it was at a moment, a low moment there in Peter's life. And he said, I don't know what else to do with myself at this moment. Jesus isn't with us right this minute. And he says, let's just go fishing. And they all immediately went fishing. Well, they fished all night. It was a uh, recurrence of what had happened previously. Before they met Jesus, they'd fished all night and caught no fish. And once again, they'd fished all night and caught no fish. And as they were just a little ways off shore, uh, close enough where they could have a conversation with a man on the seashore with a fire going, who we soon find out is Jesus. Jesus says, children, have you caught any fish? Do you have any meat? That's exactly how he says it. And they cry back, no, we don't. And Jesus hollers back at them again and says, hey, cast your net on the other side. They did. And they bring in a great, great load of fish. One of the disciples recognizes that it's Jesus and says, that's the Lord. When Peter knows that it's Jesus on the shore, instead of waiting for the boat to be rowed in, he puts on his fisherman's coat and dives in and swims to shore to meet the Lord. And when the disciples and Peter are having this meeting on the beach, I can't help but think about uh, this meeting on the beach you know, certain settings make food taste better. Have you, have you noticed that? Just a plain hot dog over a campfire camping tastes better than a plain hot dog at the house. A plain hot dog at the house is like, Ugh. A plain hot dog over a fire camping, that's something special. And can you imagine? I think this meal, this fish and bread breakfast on the beach prepared by Jesus had to be spot on. I, I'm, I want to ask the Lord to fix that for me sometime. And... Uh, Y'all can join me if you'd like. but uh, uh, So they're there, they're eating, and Jesus takes this opportunity to address an issue. Now, some interesting things here from this story. Jesus three times addresses the fact and asks Peter, Do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Most people believe that he did that on purpose because how many times did Peter previously deny the Lord Jesus before the cock crowed? It was three times. There's a principle we can find in the scripture that public things 
need to be dealt with publicly. Private things to be dealt with privately. And that's sufficient. So Jesus denied publicly by Peter three times. And three times Jesus brings this question publicly to Peter before the apostles. Do you love me? Do you love me? And there as they've had their meal, they are cleaning their fish. Peter is questioned. He says something interesting in verse 15 that sets all it apart from the other verses. The first question was this. When they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? You see the three words, more than these. There's been some debate on what those three words mean. More than what? More than these. My first thought is, do you, Peter, do you love me more than you love my Fish and bread over the fire on a beach that tastes so good. Do you love me more than these? Do you think that's probably what Jesus is talking about? No. Nor do I. Now some people say that Jesus meant, Peter, do you love me more than the fish and the nets and the boat? And we could make that application. You could talk about that for a minute and say, well, maybe that's what Jesus was meaning. He said to Peter, Peter, do you love me more than your old profession? Do you love me more than your old way of life? Do you love me more? And by the way, you should love Jesus more than your profession. You should love Jesus more than your way of life. You should love Jesus more than your hobbies. You should love Jesus more than your worldly pleasures. That's all true. But personally, I'm not convinced that Jesus looked at Peter and said, Hey, do you love me more than you do the boat, the nets, the fish? Because the Bible doesn't necessarily support that, but the Bible does support what I believe the true application and interpretation of this verse is. Jesus looks at Peter and says, Peter, do you love me more than these? Who's present at that moment? A group of disciples that had gone fishing. Do you love me, Peter, more than these disciples love me? Do you love me more than they love me? Do you love me, like you said, more than they love me? And Jesus is reminding Peter of something that he had just said a few days previous. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 23, I'll read to you. The Bible says this, Peter speaking. He says to Jesus, though all men shall be offended Yet will I never. <laughs> what did Peter say? Peter had professed and proclaimed before all the disciples. When Jesus said, Peter, you'll deny me. Jesus had said, huh, they might, all other men might, but I will never. <laughs> but he did. But he did. So Jesus looks at Peter and says, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me more than all these other disciples love me? Do you love me more than these? Do, do you love me the way you said that you love me? And it was an indictment and a conviction that was dealt to Peter in love. Peter had to come to grips with the fact that what he had said was wrong. He had to come to the acknowledgement that though he said he loved Jesus, his actions had not proved it. Do you love Jesus? 
I really think that the Lord is working with Peter and helping Peter and bringing Peter to the place where what Peter says and what Peter is are the same. How many of you heard somebody say, I don't go to church because of all the hypocrites? <laughs> if you don't go to church because there's hypocrites at church, I'm see you later. You'll never be back here. Because there's a hint of hypocrisy in so many of us. Matter of fact, probably all of us. But we should yearn to have a spirit and have a Christian life that says and is the same thing. You've heard me say this before, but I like it. Your talk talks and your walk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. Does that make sense? Your talk talks and your walk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. All that means is your actions speak louder than your words. And so Peter said, all these other guys, they may fail you, but I will never will. Yet he did. And Jesus asked him three times, Peter, do you love me more than these? Then he says, Peter, do you love me? Then he says again, Peter, do you love me? And he's making the point. He's asking the question, do you love me the way you say that you love me? And folks, I want you to know something. If you love Jesus, there will be some signs. If you love Jesus, you'll be able to tell. Last Sunday I mentioned a meme. I've got to mention one this week too. I'll never win the lottery. I've never played. Nor do I recommend it. But there was this meme, and when the lottery got really big and tall, the number was way up there. And they said, if I win the lottery, I won't tell anybody, but there will be signs. And on this meme, it was two bologna sandwiches with a bologna sliced that thick. <laughs> that was the evidence. The evidence was the thick slice. Now, that's a very silly way to illustrate what we need to know. If you indeed love Jesus... Like you say you do. There will be signs. There will be evidences. And Jesus takes this moment to point Peter in the right direction. Do you love Jesus? If you do, there will be evidences. Let me read a couple of verses to you from the book of James. James chapter number 2. The, the book of James has a, a premise. And the premise is, we're talking about faith, but he says, you show me faith, you talk about faith, and I'll show you faith. The Bible says in James chapter number 2, verses 17 and 18, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. He says, if you say you have faith, but you don't do anything as the product of your faith, your faith is not faith at all, it's dead. And he continues in verse 18 and says, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. And the Bible just makes it plain that if you have faith, there will be signs. If you have faith, there will be evidences. And Jesus highlighting a couple things here that will help Peter for the rest of his life to not only say that he loves Jesus, but by his deeds and actions to prove that he loves Jesus. Do you love Jesus? 
two points this morning. Number one, if you love Jesus, you will feed the flock. If you love Jesus, you will feed the flock. What the Bible says in verse 15. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. Now this one stands out from the other two. They all have little small differences. This one says, Feed my lambs. Folks, I want you to know something. The Lord Jesus puts a high premium on the lives of children, lambs. The defenseless ones, not only the children, but the young, the defenseless, the needy. May God help us always to have a benevolent heart towards the lambs. May God help us to always be interested in investing in the youth and the children. Feed my lambs. Do you think Peter was too big and bad and mighty to feed the lambs, to care for the children, to invest in the youth? No, no. Matter of fact, the first thing that Jesus said, if you love me, you're going to prove it and you're going to show and you'll see it because you need and you will need and you will know that you need to feed my lambs. The emphasis here is Jesus speaking to people, to Peter's on people. Invest in people. He says, feed my lambs. Feed them, nourish them, care for them. Feed my lambs. Verse 16. He saith them again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. He said, Not only do we need to feed the babies, but we need to feed the flock. We need to feed the adults. We need to feed the sheep. Now, how many of you ever heard someone talk about the differences in the words love here in this passage of Scripture? Agape and phileo. And there's two different Greek words for, the, for love here. And there's some good application and some fun things to discover as you look at the original language. That is a, an interesting detail. But you could take the Bible and prove that God in his word uses those two words interchangeably in a lot of ways. And, and they're both... They both have a certain measure of strength. Agape would be definitely a, a more uh, involved love. It'd be the little more mushy way of saying things. And I don't want to downplay if you really like that lesson on agape and phileo. But really, the greatest difference in this passage of scripture, if you're going to look at the original language, is the difference in the word feed. The first word in verse 15, feed my lambs, is literally just give them food. It's uh, something basic. It's feed feed them, care for them. The word feed in verse 16 is different than the one in verses number uh, 15 and 17. The word feed there is a stronger word that means to lead, to protect, to guard, to govern. Literally, it means to govern. And the Bible says, feed my sheep. He says, if you want to serve me, if you want to prove that you love me, you're going to feed my lambs. You're going to care for the lambs. You're going to care for the children. If you really want to prove that you love me, you're going to do your part to lead and set an example and invest and do the right thing in the lives of the sheep. What do we do? Feed the sheep. And the third time, in verse 17, he said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Can you blame Peter? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. 
The same word feed that's used in verse number 15, the first time he says it is used again, feed my sheep. Give them food. Give them nourishment. Now, we're not just talking about physical food. We're talking about spiritual food. We're talking about feed them the word. Feed them what they need. Feed. Folks, if you love Jesus, the lesson that Jesus was teaching Peter is a lesson for us all. If you love Jesus, you will dedicate a significant portion of your life caring for other people. You can't help it. You can't help it. I've had enough years to be around enough Christian people to know the people that I know that love Jesus the most are interested and invested and burdened in helping other people. Others. You see, the person of Jesus Christ, Jesus, he was an others-type person. Why did Jesus leave the splendor of heaven to come to earth? Because he loved me and he loved you and he loved the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You see, the love of Christ is something that automatically drives us to care for other people. Now, if you find yourself self-consumed and upset because somebody didn't do this for you more than you're interested in doing something for somebody else, I want you to know something. You need to ask yourself the question, do I really love Jesus? Because if you do, there will be evidences. If you love Jesus, you'll take on the spirit of a shepherd. That's not just the pastor's job. We're all to have the spirit of a shepherd. What's a shepherd do? A shepherd is concerned with the lambs. A shepherd is concerned with the sheep. A shepherd is concerned with the food and care and tending to the people that God has put in his life. You see, if you love Jesus, you cannot help but love other people. What does Peter immediately do when he leaves this scene? Immediately, it took a few days. But one of the next times we see Peter, it's on the day of Pentecost. We turn the page in our Bibles, we have Acts chapter number 1. We turn the page one more time, we have Acts chapter number 2. And it's Peter, what's he doing? Peter's standing up for a great crowd of people preaching that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. You need to trust him, you need to be saved. And thousands did. Why? Because if you love Jesus... It will be evidenced by the fact that you love and care for and shepherd people. You see, do you love Jesus? If you do, you will feed the flock. You will feed the flock. I wonder, what are you doing to feed the flock of God? What are you doing? Now look, we're saved by grace through faith. It's not works. But when Jesus saved my soul, I wanted to serve him. I don't serve him because I'm going to get something for it. Because I got salvation through faith in Christ. I want to serve the Lord. You see, do you love Jesus? If you love Jesus, you will feed the flock. And that's why I questioned Peter. He said, Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my lambs. If you love me, feed my sheep. Feed, feed, feed. Care for other people. Peter, it's about others. Invest. Do you love Jesus? If you do, it will be evidenced by this fact. Number one, you will feed the flock. Number two, 
If you love Jesus, number two, you will follow the shepherd. You will follow the shepherd. Look what happens next. Verse number 18. Jesus continuing to speak to Peter. He says something that's a little more obscure to us. We leave it out, not because it's bad. We just leave it out because it's a little more obscure and uh, doesn't make quite as good preaching necessarily. But when you see what God says here in his word, I think you'll enjoy it. I think it'll be good for us. Jesus continues to speak to Peter and says to Peter, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. He says, When you were young, Peter, you just did whatever you wanted to do. You lived, and you lived free. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. Now, if we didn't have verse number 19, we really couldn't know for sure what verse number 18 was about. It's a contrast. It's a contrast from his youth and doing whatever he wanted to do to his old age. And we have this picture, this mental picture of somebody literally taking him and taking his freedom away. So the Bible says in verse 19, This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And Jesus was talking to Peter. He said, here's how you're going to die. Here's how you're going to die. Someone's going to take you. We know from history and believe the record to be true that Peter was crucified. He asked to be crucified when he was knew he was going to be crucified. He asked to be uh, he asked to be crucified upside down because he didn't feel worthy to, to die in the same fashion that Jesus did. And Jesus tells Peter, it's an interesting thing to say. He says, Peter, here's how you're going to die. Can you imagine the shock of that? It is interesting though to think. And Christian people, we should be prepared to die. You see, not a, it's not until you're prepared to die that you actually are able to really live. You see, we can live today because we know, irregardless to the circumstances, we can trust the outcome to the love of Jesus. We can live today because we know that if something tragic were to happen, my last breath on earth, will be followed by my first breath in the presence of Jesus because I'm saved from the penalty of my sin. It's good. Jesus looks at Peter and says, here's how you're going to die. Verse 19, this he spake, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, follow me. He said, there's coming a day when you're going to give up, your life is going to be taken. There's coming a day when you're going to face trouble and tragedy and death. He says, irregardless to the trials, Peter, follow me. Follow me. Now, this is uh, tough words. How many of you ever had somebody sit you down and say something that was right but tough? I'm thankful for those conversations. Jesus looks at Peter and says, look, this is tough. It's not always going to be easy. He says, but you've got to remember something. Irregardless, in spite of the trials, in spite of what you're facing, he says, Peter, follow me. Let me tell you something. If you love Jesus, you can't help but follow him. You'll follow wherever he leads you. And you'll be glad all the way. In spite of the trials, he says, follow me. In verse 19, here's what Peter does. The things that Peter is bad to do. Peter starts looking around. The Bible says in verse 20, Then Peter, turning about, look at him, you see? He's looking around. He's like, if I'm going to die, what about him? That's what he says. 
Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following. Now, so the next part of verse 20 is all description of John. John writes the book of John, and so John is describing himself. He says, Peter looked right at me. Peter turned about and he looked at the disciple whom Jesus loved, which also leaned on his breast. That was me, he says, Peter, at supper and said, I also said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Peter, John's just saying, you know, the guy, me, the guy that leaned on Jesus' breast in the upper room and said, who is this going to betray you? John introduces himself. He says, Peter looked right at me. The one that asked the Lord, which is he that betrayeth Peter looked right at me. And the Bible says, verse 21, Peter seeing him, seeing that disciple, saith to Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? He says, if I'm going to die for the cause and I need to follow you, well, tell me about him. What about him? What's he get? Peter had this moment. And I could just see him. He's like, I'm going to have trouble. And he's like, this ain't fair. It just ain't fair. What about him? Now, you think, and we think that's funny and elementary and childish, but I want you to know something. I know just as many childish, selfish old people as I do childish, selfish children. And I know a lot of childish, selfish, middle-aged people because we are so consumed with ourselves and so interested in following and our own comfort that we just want what's fair. And I'll have you know something, you don't, know what, you don't want what's fair. Let me tell you what fair is. Here's what's fair. The wages of sin is death. That's fair. If we get what we deserve, we get punishment. Instead, look at what's fair. You don't want to determine whatever the trial in spite of everybody else, what we want is God's will. We want to follow him, follow the shepherd. Peter looks at him and says, in verse 21, Peter seeing him, saith, Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? Verse 22, look what Jesus says. Jesus saith to him, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? He says, he says if it's my will... For him to live until I come again in glory. What difference does that make to you? Jesus says, that's none of your business. He says, it doesn't, that doesn't matter to you. Have you ever looked around and thought, man, I wish I got blessed like them. Man, I wish I didn't have the troubles. I wish I had, didn't have all the troubles I have and had all the ease that they have. Boy, I wish I had their house. I wish they ha I had their uh, abilities. Boy, I wish I had. Boy, I wish. Now, if I had, I could. Now, if you have that kind of spirit, do you know what Jesus says from heaven to you? What is that to thee? What difference does that make to you? God didn't call me to be you. And God did not call you to be me. God gave you a unique and specific job that I could not do as well as you can. And God gave me a unique and specific job to do that you could not do as well as I can. It's not because I'm good. It's just because God gave that to me to do. It's not because you're awesome and I'm not. It's because God gave that to you, for you to do. And so God looks at Peter and says, Peter, if you love me, you won't be looking and concerned and bitter and angry about everybody else. 
You're not going to be upset and bothered because it doesn't seem like he was treated as good as you were, as bad as you were. And it won't be this, it's just not fair kind of childish spirit that boils up in the hearts of people who say they love Jesus. He says, Peter, he says, what's that to you? What is that to you? It doesn't matter what happens to John. What matters is because if you love me, you'll follow me. You'll obey me. You'll do my will. You'll live for me. And you'll be glad you did. You see, do you love Jesus? If you do, there will be evidence. The evidence is pretty simple. If you love Jesus, you will feed the flock. You'll be interested in helping and blessing other people. You'll have the spirit of a shepherd. And you'll love and care for others. And if you love Jesus, you'll follow the Lord. You'll gladly bear the burdens that he sends your way. You'll gladly go where he leads you. You'll gladly do what he calls you to do. You'll gladly tend to the work that God has called you to because you will follow the shepherd. You see, do you love Jesus? If you do, we'll know it. You'll know it. God will prove it. I'll tell you, Peter proved it. I think he took to heart everything that Jesus said. And we watch him all through the book of Acts. Feeding the flock, following the Lord. Feeding the flock and following the Lord. That's not something that the pastor exclusively is called to. We're all called to feed the flock. Follow the Lord. Will you do that? Let me tell you what the last few verses in the book of John mean. They're sometimes easily misunderstood. The Bible says in verse number 22, we just covered it. Jesus said to him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow that man. He says, He says, What I want to do with John doesn't matter to you. What's that to thee? He says, You just need to follow me. Verse 23. Then John gives some clarity. Then went this saying abroad among the brethren that that disciple should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him, He shall not die, but if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? John says, I want to clear up something. There's a rumor that's been going around. He says, This saying went abroad among all the brethren. They said, They said, John ain't going to die till Jesus comes again. And he says, That's not what Jesus said. I, I like the spirit of John. First of all, he likes to remain nameless, for one. I think it's kind of neat. But the other thing is, he really wants to make sure that people understand. He says, look, some folks have said, I'm not going to die. But he said, that's not what Jesus said. He, all Jesus said was, if I want him to live until I return, that doesn't matter to you, Peter. What is that to thee? And the Bible concludes this book of the Bible in verse 24. This is the disciple which testifieth of these things. He says, it's me. He says, I'm that disciple that testified of these things and wrote these things. I wrote this book, and we know that his testimony is true. What I've said is true. In verse 25, and there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. He says, and Jesus did so much more than I've written.
But I did the best I could to tell you what God wanted me to tell you. And I'll tell you, he didn't do the best he could. He did perfectly because God, by his Holy Spirit, inspired him to write the book of John. To teach us things like this. Do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? We say often we love Jesus. We'll sing this song, oh, how I love Jesus. But is it evidenced in our lives? Are you feeding the flock? You need to find somebody this week to serve other than yourself. It's a proof that you love Jesus. And follow the Lord. Follow the shepherd. Oh, whatever he wants you to do, do it. Obey him in the simple things and you'll find out he'll lead you all the way.